NFL weekend coming up. Actually, it starts tonight. Stullers and the Patriots. And what uh, first team to three wins tonight, I think, is the rule the NFL has put in for this game tonight. You can watch that one leading into, of course, the Browns game at home against the Jaguars on Sunday. And joining us right now, get some thoughts on these games and the college football playoffs. Let's bring our professional handicapper in from ncsports.com. You can follow him on Twitter at ChrisV160. He is Chris Van Dyne. How are you, Chris? I'm good. Uh, you've got an exciting week of the NFL right now, and then the bowl matchups are interesting. And you know, now now it's a matter of gathering information on all the opt outs, all the guys going in the portal, which teams are missing their quarterback, their running back, half their offensive line. Uh, it, it's going to take a lot of research and analysis on these bowl games because uh, they they are not what they used to be, aside from those playoff games. Chris, harder now or it, before the season starts? Seriously. Oh, it's way harder now. I mean, the the bowls are to, to me. It's kind of a crapshoot. You know, there there's there is advantage you get as far as gathering the information. The problem is you just don't know how these teams are going to perform. I remember mm-hmm. last year, Pitt had half their team sit out, and we thought UCLA would roll them, and uh, you know, and Pitt was missing basically their entire front seven, wow. and then DTR had a bad game. He threw a couple interceptions and. Oh, that sounds that familiar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, that sounds familiar. It does. It does. That's why when, when uh, the Browns traded Josh Dobbs, I kind of scratched my head. Like, did they see this guy wow. play a couple? I mean, I know he has flashes, but he's also some really bad games in his career. And I don't know if I'd put my faith in him as my backup quarterback. But that, was the, that was the decision they made. Yeah, no doubt. Well, all right. Uh, let's um, Before we get to those games, let's go with Browns. Uh, and Jaguars on Sunday, we think it's going to be Flacco. I also think it's going to be, as I call him, Sunshine, Jever, uh, Trevor Lawrence. But what if it is C.J. Beathard? Does that swing the way you would uh, handicap the game if it's Beathard instead of um, uh, Lawrence versus Flacco? Oh, of course. I mean, you're talking about uh, how often do you get a, a former Iowa quarterback playing in the NFL after seeing the way Iowa's performed offensively for you know, especially the last few years, but you know, Beathard's Beathard's had a little bit of NFL experience, but that's a big step down from Trevor Lawrence. And you know, and Cleveland's defense has been phenomenal at home. So you're talking about a team that's allowing 10 points a game and 176 yards per game at home. So that definitely puts a little more confidence in Cleveland if it's Beathard. I still don't trust them with the quarterback situation necessarily on the side, but the total, you know, and it's going to be hard to say where it ends up at if, depending on if Lawrence plays. But you know, right now you're talking about uh, uh, where is that number? Thirty-one and a half. I, I, I do think you know if you get that good number of thirty-one and a half, thirty-one. I think it stays under with the Browns' defense shutting Jacksonville's backup quarterback down. Definitely a wait and see approach for me, though. I'm, I'm probably out mm-hmm. in this game unless I unless I take an opportunity to play the under. Weather could be a factor too, because mm-hmm. I know it's not supposed to be great weather this weekend. It's supposed to be terrible weather, and I don't know why you would risk uh, further injury to your starting elite-style quarterback. If you're Jacksonville, I think this is a game you look at and you say, okay, let's try to run the ball as well as we can, and maybe we steal one on the road. And we've heard that they're undefeated on the road this season, and we don't know what to expect this week, as we always never know what to expect when we're talking to Cleveland Browns. And, Chris, I want to ask you a little bit more about tonight's game because the more we hear about this game, the more we hear about these two defenses, 
And the more I see the total set at 30.5 points in the Steelers and the Patriots tonight, is that, you know, when you hear every national talk show and everywhere around and fantasy football gurus, is this a dead under, or do you expect this game to go over 30 points tonight? Oh, you know, it's a game that I I think defensively you, you have to respect what Pittsburgh's doing the last three games. They shut down... Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Arizona, but all three games they were playing pretty bad quarterbacks, but they're playing a pretty bad quarterback here. Mm, so, yeah. you know, once again, you're getting uh, you're getting a team with a weak offense. So I do think Pittsburgh's defense will perform. Uh, I, I think that New England's defense will perform well enough considering the Steelers' offensive woes. I don't have any faith in Mitch Trubisky. Uh, you know, we, we've seen that that thing down the road a few times. A couple weeks ago, they did look pretty good offensively after finally, after, what, three, four years of Matt Canada finally getting rid of them. They looked good 421 yards. The problem is only scored 16 points in that game, and they followed that up with a dud last week. Okay. So I, I, I don't have a whole lot of uh, opinion on the total, though, at, at that number. I still would take the Steelers because I like the defense. I do think that New England – is, uh, you know, they're kind of in no man's land. It's definitely a dead season, whereas Pittsburgh does definitely have something to play for. And, you know, don't forget that New England just set football back 50 years by with that game last week yeah. that finished 6 nothing against the Chargers, mm-hmm. which we had the under in. You know, credit to our NFL handicapper, Sean Rhodes. He was all over that. 6 nothing final. That was a, a, a one of our star rated plays on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take the Steelers minus 6 tonight. And probably stay away from the total. It's just a little too low for my, my liking. But I, I would probably take the under if I was betting. Okay. All right. So I told JT earlier, last night, not a lot, but I, I, I played the streaks in the NBA. There were three teams that were streaking in the wrong direction. So I bet, uh, you know, on the teams they were playing last night and, and ended up winning. Uh, if it ain't, you know, the streak ain't broke, keep playing it. So here's what I'm going to ask you if this factors into your uh, assessment of tonight's game, right? I just looked it up. Steelers' um, run of success in night games on prime time, okay? Under Mike Tomlin, there's something like 20-3 and three on prime time uh, at night under Mike Tomlin. Do you factor things like that in at all when you uh, look at the 2023 version of the Steelers, you know, regardless of what's happened in the past, but is there something to that? Absolutely. And I'll tell you that they've been – it's been, you know, over a decade of, you know, primetime success for them. And as long as as long as there's no coaching changes and stuff like that, and you can see a general pattern with with a head coach, if stuff if a streak uh, stretches over a couple head coaches, you know, then you start to, you know, it could be just dumb luck. It's kind of landed like that. But right. uh, you know, with Heinz Field with with Pittsburgh, that you know that's a, a fired up home crowd and. Regardless of you know how bad New England is this year, they can't stand New England and Pittsburgh. I, I used to live in Pittsburgh. They can't stand right. New England and Pittsburgh. Yep. So they will relish the opportunity to to beat up on a, a bad Patriots team because they haven't gotten to very many times. It's either been you know uh, a toss up game that they've squeaked out, or you know big games they've lost in the playoffs against the Patriots. So I, I definitely think that does factor in because you have a pattern of them having success and you have, you have reason to find that, that 
th- th- that's the case because you know you have a fired up home crowd and you you have uh, you have a tough place to play in Heinz Field. You know, get the open end zone and everything. Uh, and and then you have New England, who's you know in a down year with Bill Belichick, and Steelers fans are going to be fired up for that win. Yeah, I'm with you. Trust me. I, I've been to a couple of AFC championship games where they lost to um, New England. Uh, painful to watch when they had the better team and they actually lost. So uh, we're happy to have with us Chris Van Dyne, professional handicapper, ncsports.com. All right, Chris, let's go to um, the upcoming college football playoffs. You've got Michigan taking on Alabama, and it didn't look like uh, the Michigan people were too thrilled when they found out they were going to play Alabama in the first round. And then you've got Texas uh, and Washington. I know there's a lot of time between now and then, and you have to wait to see who's eligible, who gets hurt, who's out academically and all of that. But uh, what what are your early thoughts on the uh, two games uh, in the semifinals? Well, I think Alabama's a dangerous team to put in the playoffs. You know, we saw what they can do against Georgia you know, I, I will say it stinks for Florida State. I, I I feel really bad for kids who who did everything the way they were supposed to do. They they played their butts off all year, and you know it's through no fault of anybody that their quarterback gets hurt. So I I, I definitely do feel bad for them. Um, but I do think that Alabama is the better team right now, and it. You know, when you look at the the Florida State bowl game against Georgia and their 14-point underdogs, that tells you everything you need to know. That they were fortunate to beat uh, beat Florida a couple weeks ago. That they were down 12 nothing in that game. So I think they made the right choice putting Alabama in this game. And you know, Alabama's made a living off of beating you know uh, Big Ten teams other than Ohio State uh, in that 2014 national championship game. Uh, or was that the semifinal game? Semifinal, uh, yeah, I, yeah, the semifinal when everyone when everyone thought Bama would roll them with the third, third string quarterback and Cardell Jones played a great game, but uh, yeah, Bama's been on a roll aside from that Auburn game, which they were very fortunate to win. But the Iron Bowl's a weird game. That's why I thought they they might have a chance to upset Georgia last week, and I definitely think they have a chance against Michigan. Uh, Washington's a team that I, I think uh, they're kind of like TCU last year. They just find a way to win games. You just you know, statistically, they look like they should get hammered by Oregon, which is why Oregon was a nine-point favorite last week, and they found a way to win another game. They, they outplayed Oregon last week, which they didn't do the first time around. That's why everyone thought Oregon would win the second time, but uh, they find a way to win games. But I'll tell you what, Texas, is uh, they're playing on another level themselves. Quinn Ewers has really stepped it up. I, I think this Texas team might, you know, finally Texas is back, and Steve Sarkeesian is one of the best play callers in the, in the country. So that's going to be a very interesting game. I, I think ta- Texas is definitely the more talented team. So, uh, you know, we haven't finished our handicapping on the semifinal games. Sure. There's definitely a lot of excitement, and it's going to be interesting. And don't forget, there, there's uh, also FCS playoffs this weekend, wow. which we're very excited for. Lines are already out in a lot of books which is nice Ooh. to finally get those early FCS lines. Uh, I'll throw one out to you. I like Furman. I mean, I'm sorry. I like Montana tomorrow, minus 17.5 against Furman. I had Montana last week against uh, Delaware. They were minus 20.5. They won by 30, and it was a blizzard. And I'll tell you what, if you've never watched a Montana football game, you could not ask for a more pitch- picturesque setting in Missoula, Montana, underneath the mountains, and that is a tough place to play. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. And uh, I said I played at like a 3,700-foot elevation. So the, the uh, Furman's probably not going to be used to that. 
And I, I like the fact that Montana's really been rolling the last five games. They've won by uh, 40, 34, uh, 27, 24, 30. And they've beat a couple teams with dual-threat quarterbacks, which Furman has. And I think, uh, like, Sac State's Caden Bennett and Montana State has two quarterbacks, uh, Tommy Mallott and uh, Sean Chambers, that are both better quarterbacks, both better passers, both better dual-threat quarterbacks than Furman's Tyler Huff. So uh, I think Montana can roll here over uh, minus 17.5 in an FCS playoff. That is Friday night. Uh, that's the one FCS game Friday night. There's some great games on Saturday as well. Chris, will you be handicapping all of the bowl games? Because the one on my mind is this, the Pop-Tarts Bowl. North Carolina State faces Kansas State in Orlando. The winner gets to eat as many Pop-Tarts as he wants. Can we get a handicap on that maybe, if not this week, next week? Absolutely, yeah. Next week I'll have a little more of a breakdown on that game. We haven't, we've just begun looking at the bowl games. Actually, me and one of my colleagues, Robbie DePolo, has been breaking down some of the early bowl games today. And then, um, yeah, we're going to go through a lot of them next week. But, yeah, that, that's a very interesting game because NC State's played really well in their last five games ever since their, you know, their quarterback kind of quit on them and said, yeah, I'm redshirting, and now he's in the portal. So they, they pulled off quite a few upsets, but Kansas State, uh, very good team. But now they're playing without their starting quarterback with Will Howard. He went in the portal. Sounds like, you know, USC could be a destination for him. Wow. Who knows? But uh, well-coached team at, at uh, Kansas State with Bill Kleiman. So, very interesting game. Two well-coached teams, to be honest. Dave Dorn, I See that, Kenny? think, is a pretty good coach. You so, thought it was um, a joke. That's real deal. Yeah. So, I mean, how many... I mean, Pop-Tarts is a sponsor. Chris, how many bowl games are there? I think it's 41 this year. Wow. Plus, uh, plus the national championship, Jeez. I believe. And if uh, I think... I'm not sure if that counts. No, that does not count. There's also a cel- the Celebration Bowl, which is an FCS bowl game between the MEAC and the uh, uh, SWAC champions. Wow, that's a lot yeah, of games. A lot yeah, of yeah, we we will have, uh, and we actually have a pow- in our power sweep. We will have a breakdown and write up and uh, checklist for every single bowl game. So definitely check out Power Sweep on ncsports.com. We will break down every bowl game. We separate it into three different issues because we used to put them all out at once. But we can't do that anymore because of the transfer portal and the opt-outs. We have to wait to find out who's playing. So it's definitely different than it used to be. Yeah, all right. So uh, keep an eye on those FCS games as well. You can make some money off that. Real quick, Chris, tell everybody how they can get more information uh, from you if they want that uh, type of info. Yeah, go to ncsports.com. You can call 1-800-654-3448. We have our Power Sweep newsletter, our Power Plays newsletter. And you can also follow me on Twitter, at ChrisV160. All right, Chris, we appreciate it. We'll talk again next week. Have a great weekend, buddy. Look forward to it.